1: Ronnie, how are you?
2: Good, Paul. How are you? I'm good. It's nice to see you. Hi, Skylar. Paul, this is this is the most beautiful hair I've seen you have.
1: You know what? I didn't put anything in it. I just got a cut and I have not put anything in it. So it's a little floofy.
2: It's floofy. It is it's floofy. floofy. It's floofy. <laughs> I like it floofy.
1: Ronnie, how have you been? What have you been up to? What's going on with you?
2: Paul, so much. I partied out in June. Yeah. And I also have been working on my movie. It's been amazing.
1: What movie? I, I don't even know that the movie.
2: It's, uh, you know, I do a clown. I have a clown and my clown's name is you know Cherry. I do a,
1: you know I do a clown.
2: You know I have a clown and my clown's name is Cherry. Do you What's know all-
1: what? I did not know that that was the clown's name. And so I would see you attach the word Cherry to things and I didn't understand what that meant. And now I do.
2: It's my clown. It's me.
1: Yeah, I just established that I understand it now.
2: Okay, so it's my clown and it's me. I, I do. Skylar, could you excuse us, please?
3: <laughs> I'm gonna go oh, into yeah. a breakout now, room with, with Skylar and be like clown. It's her. A breakaway room. <laughs>
2: um, yeah. So Cherry, I've been I've been clowning as Cherry since since like 2003 or something.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, so longer than I have. I, I don't think you've been clowning as Cherry.
1: I've I've been clowning as
2: Cherry since two thousand six. Ah, uh, started than nineteen ninety four, but I
1: stopped shorter for than nineteen ninety four. That what you said?
2: She started in 1994.
1: Oh, uh,
2: <clears throat> I was diagnosed. She said something different. Um,
1: I was diagnosed with Cherry.
2: So I've been filming. A movie where I've been improvising as my clown, and now there's actually a storyline. And I made, I went to to Austin in May, and I made made my mom act. She had to act <laughs> like eight scenes. I, wow. I I really filmed her doing a bunch, I f- and really filmed her. <laughs> I filmed the shit out of her, and I mom, also I casted. You a lot. I casted my cat.
4: <gasps>
2: she got <laughs> the part. That's not surprising. She got a spink turtleneck sweater, <laughs> you and her she was. <laughs> I got you called her up tur- and you were like you're in the mix <laughs> so yeah we're, we have you on hold I was <laughs> like I kept her on hold for like a week she didn't know what was going to happen with her <laughs> and Jose got her a pink turtleneck sweater so of course I put my cat in a pink turtleneck sweater yeah. and put her in my movie so yeah I've been doing that and now I'm organizing my hard drives and planning out the next shoot I'm probably going to have to get pink hair at some point Probably but nice. I mean, how that's about the, you? Paul? Welcome to
1: showbiz. <laughs> um, have you I, podcasted
2: yourself out?
1: No, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. It's fun to, to, to go back in the studio for some of these things. It's been nice.
2: You know, <gasps> how does it fun feel? Back in the
1: studio. Comedy bang bang things. is back in the studio and it's been, Ooh. it's very enjoyable to be in the same room with people again and goofing around.
3: It's is that where oh you get God. to see tugboat?
1: Yeah, but he's not back in the office yet. Mm.
2: That's nice. Yeah, I are, see. I, have you found that people are in an extra good mood because yes. we're back together? Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: there's a lot of giddiness. Yes. Yeah,
2: I know. I love it. It's kind of like a a bustling era or something.
3: Yeah, it's like the Roaring Twenties. No, everybody gonna. I just don't why? have a reference
2: in my head about the role of the everyone's so weird about that. You don't.
3: <laughs>
2: I don't know why. We were I, like, I couldn't um, think of anything to
1: add to that. I, really, I knew what everyone you were talking like,
2: about. It just got
3: really weird. Like I said something. <laughs> we just,
2: I agreed inside my head and and
3: with. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's was, the best way for a podcast. I would just I think, put the Charleston in the Silent chair. reactions are the best. Um, <laughs> uh, pinky. I, the Pinkies. high. People hi, are pinky. very. Yeah, people are very excited. Um, Did you get some questions? outside of, I did. I was outside of Veronica's birthday party, which is one of the very first things I went to in person. Outside of it? Yeah. You were just spying on it? (laughs) No, I was like behind the bushes. I had left because (laughs) Veronica was like, get there. It's from 1 p.m. till whenever. And I didn't understand, of course, that Veronica's staying. It's at a hotel pool. And I thought she Mm -hmm. had like. Got, requisitioned the pool area, and right. I get there, and it's like I don't see anybody. And, and I'm like, Hey, we're here, it's 1 And she's Alice like, Alex was the coming. first one there, <laughs> no one's there. <laughs> and I'm like, Coming, and I'm just like, And of course, Garrett, so hungry. <laughs> so whenever Alice? Garrett's hungry, he turns into an absolute nightmare person. Like, he's like, um, you know, Mark Wahlberg all of a sudden. I need
2: to make an image you know, of that's, Alice. I guess
3: that's not a good reference.
2: Alice walking poolside with her like. um, Can you speak up, please? Alice walking poolside. No, 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 no. Alice is walking with her tight. (laughs) You're
1: screaming. Oh.
2: Alice is walking with her tight pants.
1: No, No change. Alice is walking with her tight pants
2: her like tight booty I love it Alice is walking poolside tight booty I tiny waist had. now we're talking tiny I had a, my regular flat booty and then I had a second
3: booty I was carrying with me
2: <laughs> it was so it was good she looked she had fashionable glasses she had her red hair flowing in the wind and then she was slugging Garrett and Garrett looked good too <laughs> <laughs> but it was quite featuring an image others. featuring, right. the, yeah, whatever he was, she had around her, and then she was just walking poolside, and she looked so cool. And it was nice; it was a nice first person to get to my party.
1: I like that story nice. a lot, especially because it was a little naughty.
3: <laughs> yeah, there was it was a it's a naughty poolside vibes a little naughty. There was a guy who I had Veronica, I had what I thought was Veronica's phone, uh, and uh, Garrett was talking to this handsome guy and i and i didn't know who it was but everywhere you go if you date somebody from la they're like running into people so you I take know. garretts anywhere and he's like i don't know any oh there's, hey what's up chad like he, always <laughs> and he's talking to this guy and the guy's really good looking and he's no shirt on so i thought i had veronica's phone i <laughs> am just taking close up pics of this guy just so many creepy pictures and then i handed but it back to garrett's veronica phone. and she goes it's jose's phone
2: this is not my phone. This is my husband's So phone. I bring it
3: to Jose and he's <laughs> like, works, thank right? you. Who, what yeah. is this guy's name? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm sure Jose
3: appreciated it yeah, Jose even like, more than is, me. No, this is good. Yeah. Uh, what a fun day. And, and so anyway, good. the reason I brought that up was that I went outside the party and this woman was like talking to a bunch of her friends and she she's like, they're scream laughing and they're all unmasked because they're outside. They're all yelling, you know, having the best time ever. And that she's like, said something really loudly about black dick. And I like turned, just obviously have to turn to look. And she Paul just and goes I to her friends. She le- She loves black dick to me. And she's like, and I'm like, huh? And she's like, you, ha- you, you do, don't you? Have you had it? Like just having a conversation with me oh, about wow. from a distance. And I walked over to her and I was like, that's my boyfriend. And she was like, huh? And then she was like, come over here, come over here. And then she we had like a whole conversation. Is um, and she's like, <laughs> Have you had black dick? And I'm like, oh this is still the conversation. <laughs> As I get close to you. <laughs> no, we're still gonna keep talking about this. And then I like was like, Okay, bye. Um and she's she's like, I'm a lesbian, so I don't um but I've had black dick. And she's she's black herself. And uh and uh, and then she was like Ma'am, um, that will do. And she's like, please don't tell your boyfriend about this conversation. And I was like, Trust me, I'm going to for sure. There's no way <laughs> in hell. Was she drunk, this lady? <laughs> yes. Okay. But it was like uh, 10 AM right. or something. I mean, okay, it was like two PM. But still she it was, it was time. the whole oh. group was like Ahh! and like inviting people in. It was just like that. That's the vibe. It's very roaring twenties to me. Can I tell you? Twas a vibe. Yes.
1: Can I... It's a real conversation killer. I don't know why, but every time you say Roaring Twenties, it just rounds <laughs> everything to a
3: halt. Thread What um, if the Twenties watching... in reality was just people were like... <sighs> <laughs> Paul, what, what story were you going to tell?
1: I was watching a uh, TV show last night called Call My Agent on Netflix, and it's a French Letter. show. And so I watched with subtitles, and there was a okay. scene where a guy... Pulls up on a scooter to meet somebody, and it's out. out, It's like a a weekend night. People are out on the street partying or whatever. So there's this group of like five people in a circle, in the in the background. But when the guy pulls into the frame, (laughs) their subtitle dialogue was, "We don't care." (laughs) Like what? What could that have been? (laughs) We don't care.
3: I thought they were saying that in reaction to him pulling up. No, they weren't even looking at him. I love that they as a way talking. of being like somebody arrives at a party and it's like, they're about to say, hey, everybody. And the whole party goes, we don't care. That, that
1: would be amazing. That would be, so, that would be amazing. That's a thing to organize. I'm gonna, in next yeah,
3: party. I'm going to make a surprise birthday party for you, yeah. Paul. The, it, whereas that is the gimmick.
1: <laughs> I once had an audience... T- <laughs> do this thing where i can't remember what i had them say verbatim i think it was uh i know who you are i know where you go and i'm going to get you and i had them say it in that like comma voice but all in unison and it was the most terrifying thing <laughs> i'd that's ever amazing.
2: Heard. that's really good tell me it's recorded somewhere
1: I don't think it was. I think that oh was just uh, you had to be there. Sitch.
3: Oh, my it's gosh. In your... I'll do it.
1: I'll do it again. I'll do it again. I'll get it on. Oh,
3: my. <laughs> Please do. do the, the power that you so have. That so creepy.
2: What is a tiny I can? I would get it. I would make, I an, I would make audiences.
3: <laughs> I'd love to make audiences do things like that. If I could get booked in any comedy club. But <laughs> last time oh. a woman. Is um, that a Coke
2: Zero? Tiny? tiny? Are you calling
1: me tiny? Oh, <laughs> thank you. Is that a
3: Coke Zero tiny? Tiny? It is a
1: Coke Zero Tiny.
3: Tiny, is that a Coke I get tiny a
1: Coke Zero? Tiny, tiny, get over here. <laughs> Can I get a Coke Zero Gargantuan? <laughs>
3: Thank you. Coke Zero Venti, please. <laughs> Um, so we, I don't know if, did you guys all watch this episode? Veronica, we have so, we have so much to do. We have actual segments today. I'm actually organized, Change my medication. <laughs> and, uh, there is questions from Twitter. We got twes- questions from quitter.
1: Questions from quitter.
3: Questions from quitter.
1: We have an you announcement to make. We'll win. wait till the end for
3: the announcement. Oh shit. What?
1: The announcement. Oh. i excited. <laughs>
3: It sounded like you forgot something at the gas station. <laughs> My son. <laughs> oh, your son. And uh and then we have we have to cover all the segments of this incredibly fucking amazing episode. Um, so welcome of, to Treks in the City, Welcome guys. to Treks in the City, what's going on, on, everybody? In the City. What's going on, everybody?
2: As you can hear in your little ears, we have Paul F. Tompkins in our studio today. Just back off the mic just a little bit, Ronnie.
3: No, back off. No, you're getting, you're getting <laughs> so close.
1: Uh, what's that? What did you need me to do? <gasps>
3: um...
1: Welcome to Tracks in the City. To
2: Welcome trex. to Tracks in the, city. In the city. 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 City, here with us in studio today with this purple microphone is the beautiful, wonderful, fluffy Paul F. Tompkins. Hi,
1: hi, Paul. Not We're fl-
3: so excited to have you today.
1: I'm glad to be here. And I, I just want people to know I'm not fluffy in the Gabriel Iglesias sense, but I, my hair, I don't have any product in it right now. And it's a little floofy right now. Right, right I think right it looks mind.
3: really good. It looks well, really good. Well, thank you good. very much. It thank has I just a got it cut. It looks like you should be wearing wire rimmed glasses and sort of a trench coat. I was going to say, mm-hmm. it looks like he That's owns Ray Bans. Yeah, it's it's like a '90s <laughs> guy. Not that I
1: wear them, but that I own them.
3: It own looks them. like Richard Gear a little bit.
1: Oh come yeah. on now!
3: Richard, just because my Richard, hair is going, yeah, going gray. no, the hair does. I'm not saying that no, you oh, in the general. Oh. Your, Your hair looks very Richard Gearish. Gearish, no. Gearish. No, you do look a little Richard Gearish. Like the star of the movie
1: Arbitrage.
3: Oh, sure, I've seen Arbitrage.
1: No, you haven't. No. Have you?
3: Can you tell by my... Re- How could you tell that I haven't? I, I don't know. My, I believed
1: it. My wife, I think my wife and I are the only two people that have seen the movie Arbitrage.
3: <laughs> they made it just for you two.
1: <laughs> we didn't realize. They should have given us a heads up. We stumbled upon it by accident.
3: Oh, you think it was an accident? Mm, okay. Um, they marketed it only to you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why
3: wouldn't they use our names? High budget prank. How special.
1: <laughs> it is very special. And I feel special.
3: Um, So what were we talking about before Veronica's melted down because we had Veronica. Not You didn't melt down. Your your headphones melted down. I believe we
1: were talking about Star Trek.
3: We were talking
2: about this wonderful episode that we're doing and what the heck is happening. Um, yeah. So if you're just tuning in, we have not introduced the show. So don't worry about it. You've missed nothing. Uh, we are... I cannot
1: wait to see what the beginning of this episode is going to be.
2: <laughs> I don't understand. Uh... <laughs> I don't. You know, you know when the... <laughs> I said
1: it so confidently. I don't understand.
3: <laughs> I pulled several thousand clips from this because I picked out what I thought oh. were the most... Um, the most the most interesting parts of it that because I can't wait to see. Let me explain it. Yeah, go you explain it. When we finish,
1: Ronnie, you gotta
2: explain. Thank you. Okay. 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 I'm gonna explain it. Um. So when you finished Star Trek TNG or the Next Generation on Netflix, suddenly two people love each
3: other very much.
2: (laughs) 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 The very last episode. Is not what you think. There's an extra little critter, creating a um, no, so creeping episode. extra.
1: So it's extra. an extra
2: little creepy, creeping. It's pretty
1: random, pretty extra. It's, it's a lot. It
2: creeps. It's a lot. It, it's <laughs> it's a doing lot. the most. <laughs> it, it's doing the most. It really is doing the most. It's it really just, is. like retrospective that Jonathan Frakes hosts to distinguish that he's not Riker. His hair is spiky. <laughs> So we know it's not Riker. We know it's Jonathan, the man. And
1: he's wearing the most billowy 90s clothes available.
2: He, he is wearing the suit that could be in like the he, mask.
1: He broke into Frazier's closet and took everything he could find.
2: <laughs> it's perfect. It's him at his most, him that could exist. Mm -hmm. Just hosting this entire show where they talk about the season finale and then they talk about all kinds of aspects of the entire production of TNG.
1: Now may I say this? Yeah. Yes. They barely talk about the season finale and a lot (laughs) of it is just like talking about special effects. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, okay. I mean Yeah.
3: So let's see the opening. (laughs) Because this is what I watched when I proposed we do this. Let's read this let's just see the opening of it so that we can And then don't
2: forget, at
1: the end, you have to put In Bed.
2: Join Jonathan Frakes, Next Generation's Commander Riker, for this fascinating chronicle of Gene Roddenberry's beloved Emmy Award winning series. In Bed.
0: In Bed. (laughs) New life and new civilizations.
3: So we see flashes from all the characters. Very cheesy effect. It's wonderful. And then, boom, Jonathan right, Frakes. I'm Jonathan
5: Frakes, and we're right here at stage nine in the Paramount lot where we're shooting the two-hour finale of Star Trek, The Next Generation. The red light usually means stay out because the cast and crew are <laughs> shooting. Don't want to be disturbed. But guess what? We're going in anyway, so I can take you behind the scenes. Yeah, why aren't you already at work if they're shooting? I'll show you some amazing things you may never have seen before.
3: I really wish this door didn't
5: open. But before we go where very few have gone before, Let's look back over the seven years and see how far we've come.
3: <laughs> and then somebody off camera is like, please close the door. We really are shooting. Wait, stop it. Yeah. So this is as far as I got when I was like, let's watch this. It's a video of the cast cheersing. No, get off. And, the, and it's just like Jonathan Frakes in his billowy suit. And I was like, this is going to be great. This is going to be great. And then it could not be I in it. lower def. <laughs>
2: it is definitely a dad edited, this this retrospective. Yeah. It's a BTS. Yeah. It's 360p. Wow. Resolution is 360p. Um, <laughs> it is low def. It's low def. I think they got, they were like, you know what?
3: Let's switch it up. Let's switch it up.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Let's, let's switch
3: let's, it up. Let's do it different now. Well, it's a VHS, right? Because it's BTS, so they were using handheld cams. Yeah. So, like, they Ooh, weren't cams. doing this on 35 mil, you know. That's So what many
1: s- s- business insider shortenings. <laughs> cams, mill, BTS.
3: P. God, I know. Sorry, I just...
1: everybody out there in the flyovers, if you don't get what we're talking about. But we're, we work in the biz. What can we tell you? Nix, uh, sticks, nix, hicks, picks.
3: Google picks. <laughs> Unique Google. New York. <laughs> a
4: bunch
1: of stuff. Uh, it,
2: Google it. it. Red leather,
1: yellow leather, you know?
4: <laughs> <laughs> you know, she, you, Nick, she, you, she sells New York. seashells
2: by the seashore. <laughs> <laughs> You're never going to get it. <laughs> Stop laughing at me. I just tripped over the thing. You laugh first. Okay. <laughs>
3: okay. Okay. <laughs> um. So, but there is. So I, I, I cherry, I cherry picked it because most of it is, most of it is Riker or Franks. Just being like, I bet you thought we were really in space. We're not. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know how I you look this? outside and you see the stars. Oh Have God. you ever thought, are those really stars? And everyone's like, no.
1: It's just a drape, and they put some rhinestones on there.
3: Okay. <laughs> Okay. This, this. You know when we're sh- when the crew gets hit hit by a a torpedo. We don't really get hit by a torpedo. Okay. <laughs> he explained. He explained stuntmen. He explained everything about TV <laughs> being made. <laughs> <laughs> First this thing that happens new. is a script.
2: I knew. I I knew you guys would laugh at this. I was like, because. <laughs> <laughs> You guys are so. It's like I opened the curtain and you're in the bathroom naked. What? what? That's the reaction I got from you.
4: What? you.
2: I knew you guys would laugh at this.
1: I like, knew you guys would laugh at
2: this. I was watching the episode and I was like, this is so silly. And then I immediately, in my head, I went to a montage of Paul and Alice. Why are, did you not laugh at Why didn't it? didn't you laugh? I was just like, this is so dumb. And then I went to my I went to my cloud, my thought cloud. I went to my cloud. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> I thought of you guys. Ryan, you me so are happy. in
1: rare form today <laughs> so happy. this is wonderful
2: <laughs> I was just thinking about both of you laughing at this I'm very touched by that <laughs> I think that's sweet that makes me happy <laughs> sometimes I can't laugh because I think of what people are thinking when they're gonna laugh I, it's just bad
4: <laughs> doesn't it doesn't
2: sound great, like It's I'll
1: just be good.
3: <laughs> it's bad. So, so, wait, look, Picard's <laughs> first, um, appearance in this is 420, of course. Oh shit. And, oh. uh, we get to hear from him. And I think the first thing he says is really funny because it's like,
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> can we acknowledge the, that, that old timey Beverly Crusher I
0: the crush would go much beyond the pilot. I've, I've said before that. Members first, only. Uh, six weeks. I literally lived out of a suitcase. I didn't unpack. Suitcase. So I was, I was well prepared. Look at
2: that members only uh, Patrick to, uh, Stewart jacket. You know, wow.
0: The, he pulls it off? The collar.
3: Wait, you guys are talking over the
2: whole
0: thing. He
3: just things. said... <laughs> okay, <laughs> we can stop it. He, he, he thought it was going to be
1: like uh, <laughs> canceled immediately. But he said the
3: arm around the shoulder treatment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite part. He goes, it's really good. I was really ready to, you know... What did he say? I can't even is, get the arm ex- around the. Like I was ready to the get around the, the, around the uh, you know, yeah. so the who, arm around the shoulder treatment. <laughs> <laughs> what? Speaking of industry terms, is that an industry? You, Never heard that. Thing? Oh, it's
1: like somebody saying you're. That's not going. Like it's not going to happen.
3: I thought that's what you get canceled for. But mm. why arm around the shoulder? Look, like, because someone's because gonna, they're like, trying
1: to look. Let me. I'm, I have to tell you something. You know.
3: What if like I said trying like to
1: soften the blow, oh,
3: man. I thought this for sure. I was going to get the two arms around behind my back and then grasping. That's
2: between oh, that's my breath. Jackson. That's treatment. Yeah. That's between that's men. Rolling thing.
6: stone.
3: The arm around
2: the shoulder is two men talking. Yeah. It's the international symbol
3: for two men talking. <laughs> that's
1: right. That, if you see that sign in a foreign country, that's what it means.
3: If you see a <laughs> sign in a foreign country and it means one guy's getting the, fired.
1: Yeah. Uh-oh. That's Men where getting you can, fired if, so if you're tra- if you're traveling, you need to fire someone.
2: That's <laughs> you just where you go can to that it. Zone. need to find that yeah. spot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Um okay, arm around the shoulder now, I know.
3: Um but basically Picard is saying or uh, uh Patrick Stewart is just saying again that he said a million times before, but he's like, I often he say this. I did not it. think this would last. And yeah. You like love saying it. He says <laughs> He's like, look, I don't think it's I didn't think it was good. <laughs> I'm so happy about that. <laughs> um, and we hear from everybody. We hear from Denise Crosby. We hear from Jordy. Uh, we LaVar hear Burr. from LeVar <laughs> Burton. Denise Crosby
2: was in that retrospective so much compared She's to any other lot. cast member, and she was only in two seasons of the show. So it's hilarious to me. And they're like Br-Losky. trying to make it up to her. <laughs> well, yes,
3: they are. And I, um, I think this is a. For me, this was my one serious observation. Let's hear from Denise Crosby. Before Let's get we... it out
1: of the way now. Yeah. Your one serious
0: Panels observation. Panels and these hallways <laughs> and these sort of futuristic thing. And How whatever we were doing would then be recorded as the way it was done. So it was, it was extraordinary <laughs> to sort of get familiar with this, with this thing and with each other. So they had Gene Roddenberry. They had the Star Trek franchise. And then they did a very wise thing. They, and I don't know how much of it was design and how much of it was fate, but they happened to have ended up with an amazing group of people, both in front of and behind the camera.
1: They accidentally got a whole bunch of good people together.
3: <laughs> like, yeah. why wouldn't it be by design? <laughs> I don't know if they meant to or if it was a mistake. <laughs>
1: like, usually what we try to do is hire some good people and some people who suck. And then we see what happens. You know,
3: what we try to do is get some of the worst people together and then a couple (laughs) of good people who have to deal with it. So, um, and Denise Crosby, of course, is so, she's like, it was crazy. It was like, you're there. (laughs) Imagine you're there and there's things that there are what's going to be. And they're like, that makes it in. Um, So- It's so weird how many
1: observations in this are just way they're just way too late to be talking about like there there I should know. be more stuff like what what patrick stewart said what lavar said oh yeah more stuff about the creation of it and them getting together for the first time and there is some of that but so much of this is like yeah we we know there's a, a blue screen like that's not yeah that's not new there's
3: no and and like i'm sure <laughs> it was me bless you thank you Bla- <laughs> Thank you, um, I bet there was people saying to Denise Crosby like now you can't talk about how annoying it was that we killed your character off for no exactly. reason, and you yeah. know, even though that's what we want to hear, but yes, still,
1: you can't even say like I was sad when I was fired from my job
3: <laughs> still, you know, and they didn't yeah. and they didn't mention it, but here's what it, my serious observation would be is that with the amount Denise Crosby was in this, i um. I find her as a, as a person, maybe as an actor, but also really as a person, she comes across as such a like amazing and egoless and rarely egoless person in this industry, because to have been killed off in your Mm -hmm. prime on a show that is going to be a huge hit and then watch it become a huge hit. And then to only be invited back two or three more times throughout a seven season arc Mm -hmm. and to have such a fucking good attitude about that. Like she does. She's just like, no, I just love this show. It's great. Like to me, that is I cannot like the strength of character that that would take for me to even imagine. It's just blows my mind. So I just really want to hand it to Denise Crosby because that is like that's an example of how I would like to be. But here's
1: what you're not thinking about it could be that she is realizing that her firing was the reason for the show's success
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's a good point
1: and she's like yeah i get it it was good that you fired me
2: i think i think it's weird like i was that's also impressed really with that because i was like wow <laughs> you leave a show because you want to leave a show and then the the creator rick berman was like the showrunner was like uh, well, we kind of couldn't get rid of Denise, so we kept in- bringing her back into the fold. But he said it in a way that was polite, but it was kind of like mm-hmm. we couldn't kind of detach from hers. Like, yeah, he couldn't say,
3: look, we did her dirty. We needed to make up yeah. for it. I wasn't okay with the way that she left, and so I did everything in my power to fix it. They you did know?
1: handle it. It's It was so poorly handled, and I still don't understand why they would get rid of that character. I thought it was a great character.
3: Well, she was unhappy with something. And instead of like, instead of like dealing with it, they were like, fuck you. <laughs> we're going to kill you off. It was is just like a really. the same thing that happened with Gates McFadden? Yes. It was like a really bad and they did it. Yeah. So it was just sort of like the kind she of thing. more out of the character. Yeah. It was just the well, kind they of.
1: They don't fire. Patrick Stewart is going around saying, I can't wait till this is canceled.
3: <laughs> he's like, he's trying to get. Patrick Stewart is like nudging producers to try to get himself under their arm. <laughs> he's like telling
2: you maybe want to
1: fire me a little time bit? for the treatment. <laughs> he's like he's wearing he's wearing jeans and his Star Trek top.
2: Speaking of speaking of the Patrick Stewart, I'll say this. Oh. According to a Star Trek and Next Generation companion, the filming of the documentary created tension among the series' cast and crew. Most notably, Patrick Stewart had a run in with the documentary's camera crew as a result of his exhaustion from appearing as Jean Luc Picard in every scene of All Good Things and having directed the preceding episode, Preemptives.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, that to me is not at all surprising. So BTS was, like, crew's this fucking are character, this fucking given camera here, the worst job. And yeah. they know, they, and if they don't know it and they go into it, they're like, yeah, we love to do this. Then they walk into a situation in which they have to take people who are at work handling 25 things and take them away from that work that is incredibly emotionally taxing and make them talk about in a way that is really limiting and fucked up and just like, it's, BTS is the worst. And if it arrives in a time that is inopportune, that crew is going to be abused. <laughs> like, it's just the yeah. way it is. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad, but like,
1: <laughs> it's true. It's true.
3: It's just a there's really never, bad. There's never then.
1: really a good time because they
3: never schedule it separately ever. Because yeah. they had, they would have to pay you for it. Yeah. So <laughs> because of that, I'm sure it would be a different documentary if they just paid the cast and the crew to like be to there. come in for
1: a day, yeah, and yeah. actually
3: talk on off screen about it
1: for an hour, like for, for an, an
3: hour. hour each. Yeah, they wouldn't lose that much money, and it would be a way better thing. But yeah that's the so way it works. weird
2: like this this was like so lacking when 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 i see like the evolution of of jean-luc picard i'm like he started by forming a crew like that's the first episode he's like crew is coming on board and he's trying to figure out how to handle them and then he went he was lacutus of borg he was he did uh the what is it the inner light he did like he got kidnapped, gaslight, like he went through so much and no one ever mentions that or like Worf went through so much with identity and being a Klingon and like, and like trying to figure <laughs> out what the fuck. And the only thing he says is like, he wanted a Klingon woman and at the end, he falls in love with Troy. And that's, yeah. <laughs>
3: that was his arc.
2: That's the arc they describe. It's yeah. so like broad seven, strokes.
3: Yeah. It's seven seasons of like insane stuff. And then. We don't get to hear the cast talk about any of that. And I do actually probably like to Paul's point. I really think that's because they wouldn't just commit to making a documentary. If they wanted it to be good, they could have taken time outside of the show to shoot it, but they just obviously didn't.
1: Because it really is. It really is just like, um, Oh, what's the, what's the term for it? It. No, it's like a beat. It's like BTS. uh, I I forget what they call it. Um,
3: but it's like describe it. How do you feel this, when it happens?
1: It is like it's like an internal thing where they're like we're going to be, you know, just d- grabbing people for interviews throughout the day. And um oh,
3: I thought that was BTS.
1: Well, BTS is more I I I feel like BTS is more filming of filming, you know what I mean, as opposed to a um mm-hmm. uh uh like press sort of thing uh-huh, where uh-huh. they do interviews with people out of character and stuff like that. Um and I, I, it looks like it. It just looks yeah, like a thing. What is it called? You Skylar. know what I'm talking Skylar. about, right? It's like
2: a press. It's a, pre, it's like a, I know what they are. Those interviews they do where you have to answer like five questions. They're like, these are the five questions you're going to ask. It's not a,
1: it's not a press junket exactly, but it's like, it's, it's the it the network between. does it. Um, and uh,
3: not DVD, DVD extra.
1: extra, no. He knows what I mean, it is. it does feel very DVD extra. He knows extra. it's not
3: DVD extra. He knows, he's saying
2: it it's feels DVD extra. It's not DVD extra. It's not documentary. It's not
1: this what if you cannot be interesting to someone.
3: <laughs> I know, but I was just thinking, it's true, it's really bad, like this part. But I, I was <laughs> thinking it'd be really funny, be funny if somebody, <laughs> <interested>. <laughs> the next time we do it, I'm going to ask about it because I was thinking, oh, I could ask my, um, like, I could ask the show director or something like what it's called for resident alien but then i was like what if i just didn't stop asking about it and i was like what are we doing that i can't wait just like so excited about it um but there's uh there's a scene from so every time we hear from spiner though i'm like i it's my favorite part of this like that there's one of uh so there are some highlights i will say it's worth it if you just watch let's see another take the 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 clips from the actors i think is the whole point of this for me
6: yeah Spiner. He looks. He looks like he such a theater sort of actor in this. The Blanc tabloid, you know, and uh, right there, there we go. Uh, really, kind of uh, mechanical and uh, not particularly human. And through osmosis and being around human beings for the years, that by the end of his journey, he would be as close to being human as possible, and still not.
2: I wish he spoke differently in real life. You're just thinking.
6: In that particular moment I
2: remember that. Uh, when I
6: tried to do data first I was like parameters. what's this guy all about And then uh, is he Charles like ta- tabula- the
1: tabula Tabloid And I was like uh, alright I gotta figure it out Now he's like a robot percent. So he <coughs> goes like uh, robot moves
2: And then eventually he's like a guy
3: I'm glad I was in there <laughs> Um. <laughs> okay, so We're trying to hear Paul I was trying to hear Paul um, Thank you Hey Paul that was really good <laughs> character Thanks for trying to hear me At the end, nothing really does. At the end, he was like a guy. I'm sorry, Sorry. (laughs) Veronica. Uh, Your face today is amazing. It's everything to me.
2: Paul hates me today. No, I love
4: you always. (gasps) Oh my god,
3: that hurt me, my heart. Why do do you hate Veronica today?
1: No, I don't hate your voice. It's you were a little close to the mic, and it startled me. That's all.
2: It's cute to see startled, poor Paul. Startle yeah, I'm Paul. cute, right? When I'm startled. Yes, that's why I gotta keep doing it.
1: Okay, Good, go startle, startle me, startle me.
3: Uh, it's cool that you. Were- <laughs> <laughs> he did get startled for the for listeners at home. He went through he three started. emotions.
1: I got, I got startled. It was very cute.
3: He became startled. a little hedgehog <clears throat>
2: when when Spiner speaks as his real person. Uh it's very different than data but it's too yeah. similar to lore. Yeah. And so I'm like it's too similar to when he plays yeah. bad guys. So I'm like why does he have to talk like that in real life? I hate it. He's like, he's like, he's like I'm not your lore. puppet.
3: He's so uh, he's so 90s. It's fun, he's so data. chic. I think I love I love Spiner. He's so chic. You can see him in like Comde Garçon or whatever in like in New York in the in in Chelsea, you know, in the eighties. I like, in like Roger no, Rabbit or something. He's fabulous. I fucking love Spiner.
1: You could have seen him at de Garçon. He could have started in Roger Rabbit. It's, it's it's this is the nineties.
3: <laughs> this is the nineties. He could have, you know, he could have worn Air Jordans. <laughs> he could have. He could have said jump. You know, those are the things that could have happened. Jump. He could have been too legit <laughs> to quit. What is, if you, you will said jump?
2: <laughs> <laughs> like the Jordans. Like I don't really know what. Like um, the <clears throat> basketball movie, Space Jam. The basketball movie, Space
1: Jam. Where they jumped.
2: The Space it Jam. Could have been a Space Jam.
3: There we go.
6: That would be wrong it was terrific dealing with Jerry you know it's all about terrific that. it really is it's about yeah. um, uh, you've heard it before if it ain't on the page it ain't on the stage and uh, there's nothing truer than that
2: if Coming it up, ain't on the page the it ain't on the stage
1: from- he's wearing the noisiest jacket you can
2: wait go back go back go back <laughs> so listen to so his, can-
1: his rustling <laughs>
2: okay let's uh- guard
6: no
4: that
1: would be that wrong. would be wrong called it
6: Wow. It was terrific dealing with Jerry. You know, it's all about that. It really is. It's about um, you've heard it before. If it ain't on the page, it ain't on the stage. And uh, there's nothing truer than that. I'm obsessed
3: <laughs> with this clip. Just it's all jacket. You know, you've heard it before. If it ain't on the page, it ain't on the stage. I'm not going to. And it there's nothing call. truer than that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> were they filming by the ocean?
3: <laughs> oh, I, I love Brent I just, Feiner. I, love, I love my character. I love
2: doing everything.
3: <laughs> Every
2: single day that we were on set, it tini- was amazing. It was amazing. I frankly, what is she wearing with this noise? I frankly love it. It sounds wearing- very
1: wet. That's,
3: that's, <laughs> what is
1: that? What are you crinkling? How
3: did you get that wet bag? <laughs> Oh, it's our hair bag.
1: Today's show is sponsored by Wet Bags. bags.
2: <laughs> what? It's my trench coat. It's my, my plastic trench coat that I'm
3: wearing. It's my energy. That's a good move. Next time they ask me to come in for that, I'm going to wear like the oh. loudest. Yeah. Oh, was I not supposed to wear this? Uh, I said I'll be there with bells on. You didn't. <laughs> um, this leather trench coat. So another fun thing I discovered about this is that you can play a clip. Um, of Riker or Frakes talking, and you could do the thing where you put it down to half speed, and he sounds drunk, and it's it's pretty it's pretty good. You know, it's <laughs> pretty good.
2: Oh, I thought it was was interesting that um, so it's this is like Riker's adventures behind the cameras, basically to me. Yeah, it's R- Riker talking to children about what a TV show is like.
3: <laughs> yeah, Mister Rogers style.
2: Yeah, he's just like,
3: <laughs> he's like, it is totally Mr. Rogers of the show.
2: Yes. And then so this, he goes and crashes a convention and it was like, weren't you a little bit like, wow, they must have been riding on such a high at this point, like certain sure. seasons and mm-hmm. they're finishing yeah. the thing. Yeah. And there's a convention and he can crash it and be like the man of the hour. Yeah. yeah. Um. I was like a little bit jealous of that. Like I, I wanted for have sure like these dorks at my licking my shoes.
1: <laughs> you really took it to quite a level. I was a little jealous of that. I wanted all these dorks licking my shoes.
2: I mean, are you not human? Are, do you
3: not want? That? <laughs> yeah, of course. That's, i mean you just I, in such extreme one, terms it's
1: one thing to say, yes exactly it's one thing to say like i wish that was me i would love to have a reaction like that to you know go out to a crowd they'd be so excited to see me rather than i want all these dorks <laughs> licking my shoes
3: and then if you don't want that you're not human
2: are you not uh, feeling human a sentient? You,
1: you've never wanted these worms to worship you <laughs>
3: I mean, I've always suspected, but this is confirmation that I myself am superior. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I was like, "Wow, this is what I need." And this, so this is, is drunk. Here's drunk
3: Riker.
5: Shoveled into a furnace, and whenever there's a crisis. This is where you'll find Geordi scrambling to save the Enterprise.
4: <laughs>
1: God, that is always enjoyable.
3: That is so good. Um, you're going to find him scrambling to save
2: and the Enterprise.
3: There's a crisis.
2: Also, the word scrambling is perfect for drunk right yeah here. Scrambling.
1: Can we... Can we talk about his ad libs at the convention as he's walking yeah. around it's not yes, good <laughs>
2: i
3: know it's that's what i'm saying it's hilarious he can do anything it's like, it's like much of this was recorded before irony was invented
1: yeah exactly. you know
3: and so there's <laughs> what does he say lick my shoes i can't remember nerd. he was he was so pure He hey, was dorks.
1: pure. <laughs> who wants a shoe lick
3: it did seem like people were way less excited to see him than he, they than he made them out to be.
1: Oh, uh, I mean, I think they were excited, but when they show that audience, there's so many empty chairs.
3: The the thing wasn't that they were not excited; it's that the actual footage is so poorly planned that it doesn't yeah, come
1: across exactly. So. To somehow get everybody to sit in a clump.
3: They were like, this is the only one we can record in because of the <laughs> this interference of, the you know. They don't even
2: show like, him. he's like, I'm about to enter on stage without like people. I'm going to crash the stage. They're going to go and insane.
3: Then, and it's like two reporters.
2: They cut to him already on stage. And that woman who was <laughs> hosting the thing was so, she was like in a different level. I don't know. She was confused, I think. Let's check it out.
5: Celebrate their favorite show with friends, buy collectible items and see many of their favorite stars in person, like me. Look at what happens <laughs> when I pay an unannounced visit to an event already in progress.
2: That woman. I wasn't invited, but I came anyway.
5: Obviously. The fans in attendance didn't expect to see me, but I had a great time during the many displays and booths.
3: Look at that security. This is the dealer's room.
5: Let's see what they've got. Oh, action figures! These women did not <laughs> care. we have got it all here. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Dorn. His phaser is always on stun. <laughs> <laughs> can't get enough Patrick Stewart memorabilia. I've always said that.
4: <laughs> you <get the> security <laughs> guard. It's amazing.
5: This would be me. And this would be uh, Old Baldy. Yeah, Old Baldy. That's it. And my lovely Mzadi. You better believe it. <laughs> you see what you can find at these conventions. Educational and fun.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so funny. i oh,
5: never seen so many Trekkers in my life.
3: Trekkers. He uses the term. Sure.
5: What's your name? Oh, no, Who should I make kit. it out to? To your greatest fan, Brittany, love William Shatner. To your greatest fan, Brittany. It doesn't even make any sense. Love. I know. William Shatner. Very nice. You know, my name is really Patrick Stewart. It's very nice to meet you. (laughs)
3: Thank you. Uh, Yeah, okay. It's so great because it doesn't (laughs) make any sense. This look. White hat all the way to the shades. The shades are huge. He's hiding from someone. He looks like my ex-boyfriend, frankly. Wait. Oh. So with the I previous know. joke, it doesn't make any sense. Like, no part of it logically makes sense with any other part. No. Because no. the little girl who's asking, they obviously came up with this bit on the day because the little girl asking yeah. the autograph is dressed in a next-gen uniform.
4: Yes.
1: <laughs>
3: There's no why reason William Shatner? why she would want William Shatner's autograph. Also, given her age, <laughs> she didn't grow up watching yeah. Star Trek, the original series. Yeah. And then why does he say I'm Picard? My real
1: name is Patrick. I would
2: have, I would have said it's
1: everything. It's it's everything is flawed.
2: Instead of Shatner, I would have said Levar. And then we okay, are in the same universe. If you're gonna, if you are going to do that bit, also, did you notice that girl's braid?
3: Yeah, I did. It was really up. It was like a. a It was really disturbing. But what I would really think would be funny is if he was like, "What the hell?" to the little girl.
1: Yeah, like shoved her down.
3: <laughs> if he was like, why are you wearing that? You're wearing the wrong uniform for that.
1: He rips up her autograph. It's the book.
3: beginning of Gamergate.
1: Star Trek <laughs> like isn't for girls. Sh-
3: like my shoe, dork. He's, or if he was just like, so what are you doing later? Oh.
2: I hate <laughs> all of these jokes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> were you imagining that, too, when you were in your thought cloud?
2: Yes, I was like, I you're, wonder what You were jokes-
1: ma- picturing us laughing, but then also <laughs> hating our jokes.
2: I was like, wow, this joke. Ooh. And oh. then another thought cloud of my reacting to your joke that I imagine.
1: Double thought cloud?
2: It happens sometimes. It's crazy. What
1: does this mean?
2: I don't like it. It's a Christopher Nolan <laughs> joint. I don't like it. Too many levels. Too many levels. <laughs> the the oh. Riker show. This was the Riker show for kids, I think. Yeah. It was not... A, I don't know as a as someone who knows how things are made uh, and like the character, the character's arcs, Ar- arcs. I yeah. would have been. I'm just like, oh, whatever. But it's kind of fun to see it as an actor because you're like, if I were to do the show, this is what it would look like standing on the on the bridge. This is what it would look yeah. like acting with the screen. So as yeah, an which actor, they could have just like, yes.
3: filmed. They didn't need to explain. Yeah, th- what cameras are you know. But they needed
2: more from makeup department than they needed more from costume designer. I love I the like, costume
3: designer part. I didn't write down where that clip Black is, man. but he's uh, my my other favorite clip is for for sure when Riker explains what the mascara monster is made out of. Um, <laughs> yeah. What's his name? Armus. Armis. Thank you. You always remember. Armis is made out of metamucil and printer ink, and. Riker has this like Freaks has this thing where he breaks down like when he found that out because he was doing that scene and then he just brags about how cool he is from having done (laughs) that scene. He's just like, yeah, I jumped in, you know, of course. And then I came out again and, uh, you know, LeVar was like, hey, I never would have done that around this end of end of clip. He just like goes out on that. He's like, anyway.
1: (laughs) No, this is when he's old. I'm (laughs) great. This is not. Where oh, yeah, is He's
3: looking for the. Where um, is Armis No, Armis is. He's looking Where for. Where is Armas? We're we're all trying to figure out what he's there. He's looking for the Michael Blackman sequence. Where is Armas? Oh, Where I love this man. Can you I like that guy? I love him about the future Look, costume. What the heck thought? in the twenty fourth
5: century are we going to find new threads? Have no fear, because for the last few years, one man has been in charge of dressing up the entire Star Trek universe. It's a tiny outfit. Bob Blackman. So I received a
2: script for
0: um, All Good Things, a two-hour movie of the week, essentially. Um, (laughs) I read it. I do a breakdown of it. Um, In it, it says, um, for instance, uh, people appear in the future in uniform. I did some drawings. I took them to Rick. He agreed with me on my approach, and I come back here. We then had some fit models come in, and we tried them on to see how they would work. They seem to work and went into production to make the 25 that we had to make.
3: He's so great. He's gays represent. First of all, love Michael Blackman. He's like, why am I doing this? (laughs) Like, so you made the costumes for the series, right? He's like, yeah. And you doing what are you doing now?
1: Can you talk us through the fascinating process of designing the future uniforms. Yeah, I came up with a design. I showed it to the guy. He said, okay,
3: we make I it. have work to do. <laughs> I'm supposed to be gone 30 minutes from now outside in the parking lot. Um,
2: <laughs> he is done. He's just like th- run through the list and just like be done with this shit. Makeup department, though, they t- they do talk about Lau pre and oh, they yeah, talk about
3: yeah, making wow yeah. yeah. which I'd forgotten how disgusting that character is. What
2: did they say? Yeah, I know. It's just like a, the weirdest it's mouth so area. so gross. And
3: they were like, I think the most memorable for us and my nightmares.
6: <laughs> and it took uh, two to three hours to clean him up at night and I literally had a makeup artist get in the shower and scrub with him. Okay, okay, that's not a good image. putting the makeup on <laughs> in about ten minutes. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> this is just the prep. He's having fun. He created this fantastic makeup for Dr. Sung. And it was such a good makeup because I didn't know how I was going to play this part. The man was about 100, and I'd never played a character that old before, and I had no idea how to do it. And uh, couldn't find a character until I got into the makeup, and I looked at myself in the mirror, and uh, I knew who the guy was. So I really think Westmore's makeup job was three quarters of that performance. You found your long lost father, and he's alive. It is really you. Mm.
3: Spiner
2: loves yeah.
6: acting. Coming up, he loves it.
2: Coming up, I brought. That is about the worst scene. graphics I've ever seen. It's so oh, it's cool. terrible. The, it's, it's so, a, so bad. The roller coaster ride right across the like logo. <laughs> it's, it was bad <laughs> for it's, then too. It wasn't yeah, really exactly. Good. Yeah, yeah. You can tell it's not good even it's then. Low. They class. hired a different crew. Uh, also, they say that they record the orchestra every episode. And I'm like,
3: I thought you just did a
2: track. Despite
3: how shitty it? this show seems, we actually do a great job. I know. I know. <laughs>
1: if you saw this thing without ever having seen the show, you would never watch that show.
3: Yes. this It's would not sort be of a like good... a reverse wrap up. Like, we want to pay homage to the show that we were all a part of. So we're going to essentially ruin its legacy right now Yeah, and plug the next thing we've got coming up. So it's basically <laughs> meant to be an ad because that's the other thing It has no goal. It's both a, you know, a, a behind the scenes, extra footage for fans, but also yeah. to advertise the show that if you're a fan, you're already watching. It's, anyway,
1: it's some kind of filler because at the very top of it, you just see a bunch of scenes from previous episodes of Star Trek and then when he is introduced he says what you've just seen is uh, a sneak peek at the uh the season finale of Star Trek. And it's like no, mm. it was not at all. So what what was this thing? Mm. Where did it where did it take place in in when it aired? You know what I mean? It was was it like right after an episode? Finale. Yeah. So it's like it's so and then why wouldn't that why wouldn't it be intact? <laughs> when they when they <laughs> tag it at the end on Netflix, do you know what I mean? It's very strange. I don't I don't understand where. This well, they took do that place. all the
3: time on Netflix. They switch the episode order. It happens, I think, because the person either there's an but algorithm. This isn't,
1: but this isn't switching an episode order because what he says is you just saw scenes from our upcoming season finale, but that's not what we saw at all. We just saw a clip package of various episodes from the last seven years.
3: Oh, you're right. So it's like. It's a mishmash. This, what we're watching now, is Netflix's mishmash or somebody's mishmash. I I don't know if you know the term (laughs) mishmash. There's Q in the vineyard. I don't know what Skylar is making the point for. He's probably defending. He's just saying that. He better not be contradicting me. He's contradicting you. He is. He's coming for you. Skylar? He's coming for you.
1: Let's see the beginning. Let's see the beginning. I, I like that. Um, Take it back to the beginning, Scott. We can
3: see, we can see
2: the the blue screen and then mm-hmm. just Q floating. That was a good striking image that I You're saw. You're trying to make peace here, sure. but these two have
3: got to fight this out. I'm sorry. Uh,
1: <laughs> here we go.
3: Oh, he's doing it.
1: Wait, go all the way to the... What are you doing? The the beginning.
3: Oh, John Valencia.
1: I don't want to see uh, old blue lips.
2: (laughs) What at the beginning?
1: That's not the beginning.
2: (laughs) The beginning is that montage of faces just disappearing.
3: Just go very, like, shoot right to the... (laughs) Uh, Here? Uh, uh, Is it here? (laughs) Don't make fun of it.
0: Put together. I
3: I will come for you.
0: These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. <laughs> it's continuing mission.
2: It, it, Skylar is sweating seven, nine, eight, eight,
0: eight. <laughs> To seek out new life and new civilizations.
3: Yeah, he's pointing out right now the vineyard where no
0: scene. One has gone before.
3: It's there.
1: Right.
5: Hi, I'm Jonathan Frakes, and we're right here at stage nine in the Paramount lot where we're shooting the two-hour finale of Star Trek, the next generation. The red light usually means stay out because the cast and crew were Okay, shooting, so th- th- what you're
3: talking them, about Paul is right after he like right after that it, interminable montage. Yes, he at some like,
1: point says what you've just seen is some scenes.
3: There's like a montage that finale. goes on for 45 mm-hmm. minutes after this it's, where it's, it's little like boop 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 boop. And it's, just like, it's a little further down. No, no. Okay, I don't know what anyone's talking about, but what I'm talking about is in the next for the clip we're at now right after this there's this mm-hmm. long montage of like images <laughs> scenes from multi multi-season episode scenes like that, I think that yeah I thought I it was at the very top the but I think we're talking about the right same thing and then right after this yeah. montage he says what you what you've just seen are scenes yeah. from and what Paul's saying is like no we just we saw did the not whole at all. series what did, so, maybe, maybe well, it's just what like
2: Paul is saying too is that they showed 0. 0.5 please clips, my side. please, please my 0.5 side. clips <laughs> of the finale, and then they please were like, What God. you've seen is the finale. And it's Paul, like, you're praying? <laughs> I don't uh, even oh, know. Could you hear that? Yeah, you were using your outside voice.
1: <laughs> I get quieter when I go outside. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, be back later. Hey,
1: could hey, go good back to here, see you so guys. Go back.
4: <laughs> oh,
3: hey, ta- what taxi,
1: taxi. Taxi.
3: Taxi. Taxi. I'm home!
1: This is uh, New York Street Sounds ASMR. Taxi. Taxi. (laughs) Hey, I'm walking here.
3: Hey. (laughs) Honk, honk. Help, somebody help. That man just took my purse. Excuse me. Somebody help. Somebody help, please. (laughs) That man just took my purse. I've fallen down a manhole. I've
2: fallen down a manhole. Excuse me, I'm in a
3: rush. I'm with the Ninja Turtles.
2: <laughs> okay. Here's what happens Riker advertises a lot of scenes from the finale. He has ba- barely any scenes from the finale. We don't understand what the finale is. We don't understand what the fuck. Eventually, they say it's Captain Picard in three timelines. And that all good things must come to an end, and that's it. It's true, and that's the name of the episode. And they give us very little, and that's Paul's point. And I am with Paul.
1: My prayer worked. Thank you. I mean, thank you,
3: Skylar. Skylar, just I want out to apologize.
1: <laughs> I want to apologize for flying off the handle earlier. I it was just a tense time doing this episode. This is a tense episode.
3: Let's let's remove the tension. S- Skyler with, says, "Thank you slash sorry." Let's re- let's 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 remove some of the tension by taking some questions from Twitter. Okay, yes, uh, we do have a couple questions for Paul. <laughs> Just Paul. Hi.
1: <laughs> I Once hope they're not about Star Trek.
3: They aren't. <laughs> There's one asking about Mr. Peanut Butter if it was based on you.
1: <laughs> no.
3: It <laughs> that's wasn't. from Nacho at Dizis, Dizliski. All right. Sorry,
1: Nacho <clears> at <throat> Dizliski.
3: And everybody, this is a fun one from Animal Planet at Planet Animal at Planet Aminal Aminal Planet. Uh, if you were to make a spinoff of TNG based on any of the characters or plots from the show, what would it be? Example, I'd make an Ancient West Adventures of Sheriff Wharf and Durango. I like that idea.
1: Oh wait, okay, so that's based on. Uh, wharf in the holodeck, right? Yeah. Wild West. So episode? a spinoff
3: she's suggesting is based on like holodeck characters or something that like was invented fictionally in the, in the universe of Star Trek, right, right, um, right. which I, I might do like a, a, a Geordi, like sort of like HBO multi-part premiere mm-hmm. drama series about his love life. This is really complicated because he keeps falling for hard light women who are holographs. <laughs> I'd probably do that.
1: Um, I would do the adventures of Professor Moriarty exploring the <laughs> universe,
3: sure. Oh, not Tom Sawyer. Did Tom Sawyer show up? At some Wait, point? it wasn't Tom Sawyer, it was um, the who was the guy who was really old and super annoying, the southern writer.
1: Oh, Mark Twain. Mark
3: Twain. Yes. Mark Twain.
1: <laughs> Ronnie, what about you? Uh-oh. What was the question? <laughs> Gotta think.
2: I think I have to follow uh, the adventures. Went to my mind cloud. I went to my mind cloud. But <laughs> I would follow the adventures of Voss.
1: Oh, sure. Voss.
3: Voss.
2: Voss.
1: Not, not the water?
2: Not Voss. <laughs> But Vash.
3: I follow the
1: adventures of Poland Spring.
0: <laughs> where do um, they what go? She's up to. where do
2: they land? <laughs> um, I think okay. I follow Vash, because she's like
0: She's yeah. an adventurer.
2: Yeah, she's like a like a wild lady. I wanna see that. Third. Did she end up
1: Oh sorry. Oop.
2: Go ahead. Oh did she end up going with Q at some point? She was like <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yes. that's <laughs> yes, right, she
3: did. Um That must have been a lot for her
2: vagina. mm, My thoughts exactly.
3: Galactic dick energy. So who, uh, third third and roll pod is third and roll pod. I I guess it's another podcast that follows us. He he or she is asking several questions. Um, They're all interesting questions. So if, uh, my favorite of which is, if you lived in the Star Trek universe, which time period would you want to live in? Example, TNG, the original series, Disco. And what would you be doing? Tending bar, scientist, I mean, science, discovery, the, Starbase.
1: TNG seems like the, the best time to live in. Discovery is uh, very fraught.
3: Very fraught. A <laughs> lot like going a, It would be a
1: drag. It would yeah. be a nightmare. Yeah. yeah All the crazy. time.
2: It's craziness back there.
3: I might pick Picard. Oh yeah, Ooh, the very future. The very future the because the very it, future. The very future because it does feel like there's a. There, it's the, it's it's a fraught time. What with the mm-hmm. cancellation of androids, <laughs> cancel culture, <laughs> but also like it's got. It, it feels like because we're just traveling around with just Jean Luc Picard and his like little skeleton crew that there's yeah. a lot of room for new characters, and mm-hmm. I have to you know I have to have like. Big fish, small pond syndrome. I have to be getting a lot of attention, whatever I'm doing. Of course. So I'd probably be some like captain of a ship in that s- future scenario. Well,
1: Best I also, what also I think is interesting to me about the Picard time is that we get to see a lot more of life on earth than mm-hmm. we ever do yeah. in the other series. And that is intriguing to me for sure.
3: I love it. Yeah. San
2: Francisco i Picard time, too, because I just want the most future. I just want to leave the past in the past.
1: How far can we go? How? I want to go there. Far.
2: Can we go? Yeah, how what far? is the first? Can like, we go? Can uh, go? Uh, how? My how far can we go? How far can we go?
1: Can we go, can can we go? go?
2: Can we go My now? era would be post anything we know.
1: Past Picard. Past Picard. Double P. P-P. Picard. Double P.
3: P-P.
4: Picard.
1: Ah, I made you say
3: it. This is an interesting question from Bobby Beans. I'm a newish listener, finally started my first full on Next Gen watching through. Um, you guys are the funniest and I have a lot of thoughts about Wesley sweaters anyway. Patrick Stewart is incredible. But do you wait, think Wait,
1: wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. Where does the anyway happen in that yeah. sentence?
3: It goes I have, I have a, a lot, lot of th- thoughts about Wesley sweaters anyway. <laughs> I have It's it's the beginning of the next sentence I just oh, okay. said I had a
1: feeling. I just wanted to be sure.
3: Anyway, Patrick Stewart is incredible, but do you think anyone else could have made the show work? Huh. It's a good question, but
1: It is a good question. I you know what? I do I don't know. I, I do think it's possible because Gilbert got you, th- you made Affleck work. Um, because when you think of the other captains and they make their shows work, I think that it is that it's possible to find those people. So like if Patrick Stewart was not available or something, I think they could have found somebody who would have brought what needed to be brought. Yeah, there is.
3: It's hard to imagine for sure, because for now, for now, (laughs) um, Patrick Stewart is, is, part of Patrick Stewart is part of Picard. There's no, there's, you know, you can't separate the two because they've uh, meshed too much at this point. But going back to the beginning, I, I'm pretty sure there, yeah, there certainly were. I mean, you could see like a James Earl Jones or something, you know, That would have been interesting. Yeah. Like there's people with, I think it's just the gravitas, which there was plenty Mm -hmm. of gravitas actors you had, you know, share anyway. So Cher was actually a very good actor, and not a lot of people give. Cher is life. very good actor. Yeah, she's a absolutely. very good actor. So I would, actually, I'll put it out there. I would have loved to see a, a Star Trek, Next Generation recast with Cher.
2: Oh, that's good. I think Cher, <laughs> I didn't know
3: where think, you were going to go with that. I didn't know what was going to happen at the end of the O. I think Cher would have been a great Picard. Me too. Hot Thank take. you. I don't know. Cher, I think we all agree. And then first first officer Charo. We get a whole thing and Charo. And then we have to talk about a couple things coming up. Okay, the, okay. Uh, we're, no we're, one's we're stopping gonna, you. <laughs> let's let's do it.
2: So challenging.
3: We're we're gonna wrap up the show, but there's a couple of things that I wanted to talk about first. I have of,
2: one personal announcement.
3: Okay. I'm gonna make the announcement three. that we talked about before the show. Not the not the the exciting one, Veronica, the more discussy one is what I was going to bring up now. The more discussy one. You go one. ahead.
2: <laughs> the first one, my my one announcement is that I closed my Twitter a few months ago, and now I deeply regret it. <clears throat> and now I'm opening it again. It's crazy times for me in my life. So I'm Veronica Sorio V. And it's open now. I... It's running. I just have zero followers. It it went downhill for me.
1: It's running.
2: It's up and running. It's Up and I'll running. Have, I have a few Hunt tweets along like
1: a charm.
3: I have a few tweets ready to go soon. Don't don't y'all worry. Okay. Well, Ronnie, I'm, I'm going to
1: follow you live. I'll get Trex in the city
3: to retweet so that we know who you are and where to find you for our listeners.
2: Okay. And that was um, my announcement.
3: One more question for just for Paul. Now that PFT is canon, this segues nicely into my next topic. Now that PFT is canon as part of the Star Trek universe via lower decks, can he get the two ensigns in a shuttle pilot made? Now, pilot is the word used here in the sense of a TV pilot, not it's
1: an inside uh term. <laughs> yes. Such can as, I get the two ensigns in a shuttle pilot made?
3: It's I think we joked about it's like the the lower lower decks lower lower decks idea of like it's just two people <laughs> the whole thing is like a <laughs> black box right, stage all right it
0: well, should be a piece I'm, of
3: live theater
1: abs it should be a piece of live theater and that i can greenlight right now
3: <laughs> all right
1: it's and say go ahead and do green it it's
3: greenlit <laughs> um, that's from today's words today at murnane why can't murnane murnane 87 all right. So, guys, um, I am announcing sort of that I, I, I don't know when this is going to drop or if it's going to drop. But there's a, there's a, another Star Trek show coming out that's a very it's a historical documentary that I believe is going to be on Discovery Channel. I'm not quite sure. Actually, I should look this up before I say it. But you know what? You, our listeners get it. You know what I mean? You're going to find it if you want to find it. I have been asked to host a companion podcast about that series. So it's going to be like, you know, I'm going to be like talking to um, the person who wrote the script for the episode that didn't get made of Voyager. I don't know what the fuck. It's, I, I don't know what it's going to be. They haven't, sent me my, they haven't sent me anything yet, so I don't know what it's going to be. I'm going to have Veronica on and I'm going to try to make it fun. But they haven't told me what it's going to be yet. Basically, mm. I think they're still making the documentary show in itself. I wanted to bring this up. Did they,
1: I'm sorry. Did they tell you that it was going to be fun at least?
3: <laughs> they they hired me because they wanted a comedian to do it. Mm-hmm. But they also hired me because I'm friends with the creator of the the series because he's the guy who produced my special.
1: Ah, uh, there we go. See, this is all. This is how it works in Hollywood, guys. Yeah. If you're listening. It is. <laughs> it is. And, and I wanted it to works.
3: bring this up because now this is the second companion Star Trek podcast that has come out from Treks in the City players that does not involve Veronica. <laughs> and it's the sucks. POC, the POC, bitches. The only person who's not white. And I wanted to bring it up. I'm to not talk about it because I wanted to be the one to say it because, you know, whereas from my perspective, um, of course, you know, they chose me to do this thing. And I know from Paul's perspective, you didn't even think we would give a shit um, about your other podcast. <laughs> because, and <laughs> and I get that because I, this is the thing that I do because I love, right? Right, right. And right. you feel that way too. And then this other thing is like, oh, you, could, you do, job, you know? And like, you gotta work sometimes. But like, mm-hmm. what is happening here is very typical of the mm-hmm. world in which just through connections and through natural things but it's like they chose a white girl to do this right. they chose a white girl to to lead to be a part of this podcast and get money mm-hmm. and you know i don't know what kind of opportunities this is going to lead to i assume zero um and i didn't take it for that reason but mm-hmm. you know it just I just wanted to point it out because it's it's a, it's part of our show to talk about stuff like this. And I love this show for that reason. And I wanted to be the one to say, like, I see that this is happening. I see that it's real and that there's no way to deny that like connections being what they are, that like the one POC involved in this this show is the one person who hasn't gone on to have like some kind of money making, you know, so money, I just... Money, honey. Yeah. And I... I I want to do what I can to change that. And I think talking about it is what I can do right now.
2: Mm-hmm. I think that's great. Um, I What I feel about it is there is no way to control any kind of opportunities that land in your lap. And to me, both of you deserve as many opportunities as possible, ideally, you know, because you both work amazing. You're so great, so funny, so work so hard and are like... So that's like it has nothing to do with whatever may randomly fall into your laps but it is interesting that it is how it goes it's like uh you are a white man paul just I, yeah. Yeah. and then it's it was like white man first and white woman and then uh it just so happened right. the demographics and and to me it looks like uh it looks kind of like it can be all explained with just random, like it happened randomly like that. But it also feels like there's like a drop of blood in the water. That's what I'm saying. With how the this, this system has been exposed and what we've yeah. been analyzing yeah. as cult- culturally together as a as a society. We've been like trying to figure this thing out. Yeah. And so it happens. And I'm like, I don't know if it happens to you, but to me as a, the POC person um, in life, I, c- I cannot be one. Uh, it's like such a highlighter. It's a highlighter. Yeah. It's like gender and race, gender and race, gender and race. I can't separate my my life or things like this happening from that. I can't. I wish I could. Yeah. Um, it's my biggest wish. I just don't and, want to be thinking about those things.
3: But and I, I think, can't. I know how exhausting it is as a veg haver to be always trying to speak up for myself Like And I know how much you're like, don't want to say anything because you're like, I don't want to look like a loser. You know, like right now I'm on Twitter. (laughs) Only me and Jen Kirkman screaming about the Mm -hmm. situation at the improv comedy club, which the Hollywood improv has only men booked for two weeks. You're like, what? (laughs) 1985? And so, of course, we sound insane because it's only us. Nobody else is saying anything about it until finally we got Patton Oswalt to say something. But like, it just... I know how it looks when it's just the person who's being affected speaking up. And so for me, it's like, I need to say something, even though in this situation, like I get that there, you know, like I wouldn't think you wouldn't want me to take this or any other job. And that's not what you're saying. But like, I have to say something about the fact that I recognize what you're saying. I see it and I believe you. And I don't want to um, be a part of a system that like constantly perpetuates. The Same old, same old. So I and I'll say that just you
2: saying something takes uh, away the system a little bit because yeah. Then otherwise it would have to be me saying it, and that's yeah, yeah, yeah. for exactly. the the thing on yes. my back that I'm like, uh, oh, If I don't say it, it's too. It's like going back to the last decade, yeah. to last century, and then yeah. uh if I do say it, I'm exhausted already just thinking about it. So just you doing it instead of me, it's like, <sighs>
3: okay, cool.
2: I don't have to like say it. If if I don't say it, it, I I feel like it's damaging to. And for the listeners at home,
3: Hmm. this is this goes in all communities. Is it for listeners at home? It just I always say this. It doesn't take that much work. It doesn't take that much to help people who are more marginalized than you in your own work environment. It really doesn't take that much. You just put yourself on the line a little bit, and if everybody did the the, 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 teeniest bit. It changes. And I think you, Paul, being here for this conversation is also the kind of thing that sets an example because you're just, you know, like you're just always open ears for us and you always put platform (laughs) this stuff for us when you can. So it's just like I I like for this show to set that example. And you always um, follow me on Twitter immediately. You always go right for that follow button.
1: I always Even if it's a follow back. This is how I'm an ally. I will follow you immediately on
2: Twitter. Thank you. Uh, all um, I want is that and shoe licking. I <laughs> from
1: Darks. Um, I I can only speak for myself, but I but I will say that I think there are th- the sad truth of it is is that gross people outnumber non-gross people in the in these kind of businesses Fact. in entertainment. You know that's still so. Like I understand what Jen is saying, what you are saying about the stand up stuff it's gonna be that i I feel like stand up is is still gonna be yeah. as sexist as it has been for a long time to come, and the only thing where it where it's gonna be different is people doing their own things that if you are able to build your own thing um and I'm not saying I'm not saying it's just incumbent upon marginalized people to build their own thing I'm saying. That when people like me or, or yeah. Patton or whoever are making their own thing, then it's like, of course, it's going to be more reflective of the world than just like, here's me and my two white guy friends, you know. Um, but it's going to be, you know. Thankfully, there are more opportunities to do that. Yeah. And so that is that is a way that things are changing. The old crusty institutions are always going to be the last to ever yeah. reflect how things really are.
3: I get the people. And, yeah. I get the people say that, but the but improv they have in the Hollywood, money. the improv in Hollywood. That's a good point, Veronica, because those other gigs. Yeah. You're not getting paid. And then the improv I in Hollywood money. prior to the pandemic, I was mm-hmm. booked regularly. And so was yeah. everybody else. Normally normal, a pretty dude heavy, but you know, n- normal ish representation of the LA east side comedy scene <laughs> and now we've just lost 25 years like yeah and that's it's ridiculous
1: w- there's there's absolutely no excuse for it yeah and the the tweet that um uh Aaron from the improv uh sent to jen saying well these these two people are women and we spelling didn't spelling one of women, their names wrong because they're funny oh <laughs> i didn't
3: even know that yeah do you see my thing i was like okay that's not enough and also her I name spelled know. matt like she didn't spell her name yeah. right but it's like, you should be
1: embarrassed to have said that. Like, yeah. that's, that's absurd yeah. to say that because what you're saying is we didn't book because they're women. They happen to be funny and mm-hmm. they're the only two that happened to be women that mm-hmm. we found that were funny. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me out of all those other people that you booked, those dudes, they're all up to the standards mm-hmm. of being on that stage. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Also, like wait, it's fucking, let's also, not, let's not.
2: The lie. You the know? response is like we've already had this discussion ten years ago. Yeah, we had yeah, yeah, this discussion yeah. of like yeah. just it so happened to be the best ones. Like we already went yes, through this as exactly. a as a as a group publicly. Oh, we don't
1: we don't look at people's gender or race or whatever when we hire. We just look for the best people, and it just ends up yeah. being that most of the best people, ninety eight percent of them, are straight white men.
2: That's it's what- just. That's just a fact. That's what yeah. it is. Uh, literally, what SNL was arguing before they hired Sashir for the first time,
3: before they hired oh, yeah. the first black woman. So this has been oh. like years of this uh, terrible excuse. And and I think like I kind of wanted to just address it in terms of the podcasting world for us. Here is is that like in this specific circumstance, mm-hmm. no real gross people were involved. You know what I mean. Right. It was yeah. kind of an assortment of either well-meaning unawares mm-hmm. or true creative individuals who want the best for you know people of color and yeah. people of color themselves who just f- followed their natural creative instincts to the point where it's not that they didn't pick the best person for the job it's that they didn't mm-hmm. know any non-white yeah. people for that job. Yeah. And so that's what, to me, it's like these other things, these other circumstances create this circumstance. So it, mm-hmm. even if everybody wants to do the best by everybody, because yeah. of the improv, the person who works at the improv, who's like, I hate this, that there's only, you know, mm-hmm. can we get to any of their fighting and fighting and fighting? And then like two years down the road, when they have the opportunity to choose somebody, it just so happens that they've worked with Brian the most. Yeah. yeah so- all I'm saying is in your communities, whatever industry you work in, you don't have to pick it. You don't have to do a boycott. You don't have to do anything. All you have to do is call your local comedy club or go to your local movie theater and say, why is this all these white person movies premiering and having these long week runs? And then I can only see this black led movie for five minutes. Like, you know, just all you have to do is just make a stink every two months I'll and say shit like, changes.
2: The the thing my my friend, Alicia, my friends who are black and brown uh, and I talk about is like, I don't understand white people at this point who don't have any brown or black friends. Um, <laughs> right. It's, it's well, very I mean, confusing. And it mm-hmm. means that there's zero effort being made. There's just like a level of comfort with your own group. And I understand you don't want to like necessarily mingle around. But if... Like in this case, in the case of podcasting, it was like, it just so happened to be network people. We know people we know known all our lives. Yeah. Um. But so this, this is kind of random, but it does like trigger. It can trigger something that's like older, which is like, I am not in the white people circles. I don't know how to mm-hmm. move around them. I don't, they don't know me. I don't know how to move between them. Like, so yeah, suddenly I'm left out of. The conversation, and I know that's not what happened in this case, but uh, it is something that I, I like, have to go through. I have to move through it mentally and emotionally, like, is this what ha- is happening? Does it have to do with race? Yeah. Have, like, we have to do this work. Like, um, if you're white, you maybe know this at this point, but people of color are doing this work consistently. Yeah. It's exhausting. Um, So sometimes... You're like, is this a random group of things that just happened, or is this a little bit just because the platform of it all is just America is yeah. racist? So th- yeah. those big questions are, are always
3: yeah. happening and, for me, and,
2: and it's like, ugh, I just don't want to deal with it. I just want to think in terms of twenty fourth century. I just want to be like <laughs> in my start. That's what I life, want. I just want to be like uh, feeling like everything's just gonna flow. Perf- in yeah. perfect way just because I'm me and that's it. And that's and how I'm I think about indi- it. Like a cool individual.
3: And that's if it. I can speak up for you, you know what I mean? Like if I can speak up for you, Paul can speak up for me. And then, you know, Santa Claus can speak up. I don't know if I went above to Santa Claus immediately.
1: Is that the only person older than me you could think of?
3: Santa Claus, you know, you're marginalized in terms of Santa because he's magical.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I have to navigate that every day. When I have to go buy someone a gift, I I have to go buy someone a gift, wrap it up myself and deliver it to them. (laughs) And I'm like, I this takes me hours.
2: He's navigating it.
3: I'm doing the work. I'm doing the work in these spaces, in these Macy's spaces. (laughs) So so it's
2: like it would be Santa, the president. (laughs) And then what? Like that's. No, no,
3: it's it's everybody experiences this human condition thing of being left out of circles and like and like when we all speak up. My point is like when we speak up for each other, like Patton did today, like Patton Oswalt doesn't have any skin in this game. Right. And so Mm -hmm. he just was like, I'll just fire this missive. And Alan Tudyk retweeted one of my tweets. These people with large followings, these men comedians who have generally very cool, hip fans who are like. The, at the vanguard of comedy, but still sometimes go to comedy shows because they live in Ohio. That's you know? the
1: venue that's that they have, yeah.
3: Yeah, and so like those people are now making a tiny bit of a splash that will have a difference and mm-hmm. Patton Oswalt is helping that to happen. And to me, that just is like, oof weight off my shoulders I don't need (laughs) I don't you know and this is what Jen is also saying like we don't need the entire world to come and put us first on every show or even to make a huge like I'm never performing again right right. Just a couple dudes a Jim Gaffigan you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. that's all we needed and like to me it was like really cool what happened and it made me feel like I just wish this could be an example of, of how easy it is to show up for your community and speak it, out. It on, is easy. It It's easy. So this, this in, in this it. conversation right now that I'm having with you or I get, if I get into any kind of discomfort, like that's easy for me to do for you because you're like, you know, you mean so much to me that it's like, you know, I want to do whatever I can to make sure that this shoulder lighting feeling happens. Shoulder lighting. <laughs> Good shoulder lighting happens for you. She's so, gonna give
2: me the arm and the shoulder treatment.
3: She gave. Me I don't want sh- to give you the shoulder arm and lighting. This, the shoulder the shoulder the Ow, shoulder lighting. I was pulling treatment. my headphones out. Any hoozle. <laughs> I wanted to give you that. Anything you wanted to say?
2: I think this is, is, a is always welcome here. In general, because um, also the way the way listeners can go and listen to both your shows and not wonder. Exactly. What's behind it, or what's yeah. going on? And also, I, I just think like one of the reasons we started this podcast, and the reason I love Star Trek is because it does feel, even though of course there's casting errors and writing mistakes. That's what how Riker ended this retrospective episode is thinking is Gene Roddenberry's dream of this new humanity in this utopia. Like we, Gene Roddenberry sounds like an awful person, but he at least we do share, <laughs> we do share that dream. Where there's no greed, there's no money, and we're all, like, kind of just equal, like, yeah. in, a, in a equal rights way. So, but unique. And so I think this is a nice point to end our TNG part of the podcast, because it's like, it's, it's, uh... I don't know. I think what we set out to do when we started this podcast was to like acknowledge this, uh, grow, improve, and try to approach, uh, get our fandom and the Star Trek people who love Star Trek and comedy to to step a little more into that utopia. So, yeah, I feel like this is really good. Uh, I don't know. Ending note.
3: I think so, nice. too. And I, and I, I want to thank you, Vero, for, for being able to talk about this stuff with me and with Paul. And I want to thank Paul, for being here with us for this type of conversation, which must not be super comfortable for you, but you're like very. Not um, at all.
1: It's, it's a, I feel like it's a privilege for me to be part of this conversation and, and to listen to you tell me your experience because that's what I need. You know, like to me, the, the, a big way in for me for, in terms of empathy, you know, because I considered myself an empathetic person, but there are certain experiences that I don't have. And it's like, how can I understand those experiences? And I think the, the only way I can do it is to make it, to to broaden out to an emotion and say, what is my way into that emotion? So being a middle child in my family and experiencing not being listened to or not being believed or whatever it's like, OK, if I've had that feeling and I know how bad that feeling is, imagine someone else having that experience every single day of their life that they are being discounted or not listened to, not heard. I can at least I at least have a window into a frame of reference, someone else, a frame of reference for someone else's experience. And so to try to keep in mind. This is happening to them, but it's happened every day of their lives and uh and to understand it from that point of view. Now, look, Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I'm not thinking that way all the time. I'm not thinking that way. I have to make myself think that way. I have to remind myself, Me too. you know, and it's at least, it's been, it's been helpful on so many occasions when I am making a thing of my own, when I'm putting something together and thinking, I, I just can't imagine being on a stage, if I put, if I like, I'm I'm getting ready to put together um uh some shows uh uh and like the idea of just it being all white people on that stage, all guys on that stage, there was a time when I didn't think about that, and that time is gone. Like I can't think that way anymore, and I I'm glad that I'm finally mm-hmm. it's second nature now. Yeah, and that's all that. But the thing is, it had to be. A practice right in order for it to become second nature and it's still like it's still hard sometimes because i these people come to my mind like who do i want on the show i want this person that person yeah and then it's like well i can't do that <laughs> but i had to but i had to broaden my own horizons and i had to ask around i like like years ago i made a conscious effort like who should i know about and asking my friends of color like who are the people that i don't know about that are great improvisers and finding out Mm -hmm. literally from asking, you know, and now it's those people are like in my fucking Rolodex. It's like, Oh, absolutely. He'd be good for this. She'd be good for this. You know, it takes, it, it does. It takes practice, but you can get it to be second nature.
3: And also talk about a little bit what the reward is then. Cause it's not just a reward of like, you're more woke or you're better at being an ally. The other reward is that you get a, you get to enjoy more. You get to have yes. a richer
1: experience.
3: You get to i get I get different people's frames yeah. of
1: reference, the different ways they approach things, and and now I have new people that I can have in my life, be on stage with, and have a good time with. Yeah, like it's the
2: rewards it's are incalculable. Beautiful. Incalculable yes. you know? it's, to
3: me. It's nice. Yeah, I I think that 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 is is so important to hear. And again, just this show, like I just wanted to be an example, like Paul's a great ally and he has this experience that is like, look, I, I don't, I don't think this way all day, every day. I don't sit around going, how do I be an ally? How do I be an ally? Your life has not been made insurmountably difficult by your choice to try to not be a piece of shit. (laughs) <laughs> your life has actually just gotten slightly more streamlined and easier. slightly easier yeah, and absolutely. slightly more enjoyable because yeah. you made a few fucking choices 10 years yeah. ago and then and five years ago and then two years ago. I love that, that is you what described, I'm talking
2: about. You described how your middle child experience like puts you in that empathy place because uh, I have to do that all the time, too. I mean, as I'm in in the demographics that are like consistently being treated differently. So. But I still have my own things. Like, I'll say this. Venezuelans are very racist towards the Chinese people who have moved to Venezuela. And it's a thing. So Mm -hmm. uh, I have to do that exercise. I have to do that Mm -hmm. exercise about differently abled people. I have to do that exercise about, like, uh, someone with a neurodiverse, uh, you know, brain or whatever. Uh, Spine? Brain. Brain. Um, Spine too. (laughs) I think <laughs> neurodiverse I think
1: spine people fuck you there's
2: a ne- spine people i don't know how to approach that spine? i just like can't I don't are these hey, people just spine spines? People, love
3: it or leave. These <laughs> people just sentient spines <laughs> they're just spines walking with eyeballs around on top. and yeah. i heard like- that improv is doing an all spine show <laughs> but it's hard honestly, like, honestly not, would go
2: you know i still have like um So we all have to do that exercise. And I love that you give us like a little hack into how you do it. Because sometimes it's just like, how do I stretch this way? And Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. just got to have that hack. Think of the time where you feel frustrated or. or,
1: Yeah, anybody can do it. I mean, you, you just have to relate it to there's something there's because we're all more alike than we are different. There is guaranteed something in your personal experience that you can relate it to. That you can relate somebody else's struggle to and say, oh, I understand. You're not even, it's not even about saying, oh no, I felt that same thing. <laughs> it's yes. it's like you saying, oh, okay. So it's like this, you <laughs> yeah. know, yeah. like what this person is experiencing is like this thing that I experienced once. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, but all you have to do is realize that like, if, if, if that made you feel a way when yet yeah. happened to you that one time, yeah. imagine that like oh, what if I felt like that way for three days in a row? Mm-hmm. I don't even know what that would be like. That part <laughs> where you go, I don't even know what that would be like. That's yeah. the part you got to pay attention to because if that's happening to her over there, you don't even know. So don't go off on your whole like, what's the fucking social justice? But bu-? No, you don't yeah. know what it's like to question whether or not you're not getting the part because of your skin color. You don't know what it's like. Yeah. And you can, you know, but you can kind of imagine the part you can kind of imagine fucking sucks. And then yeah. there's a lot past it. That's all you got to yeah. know. At
1: the very least, let's say, let's say, you know, both your parents are alive. You love your parents. Somebody else, their their mom this. dies. Um, you don't know what it's like to have your mom die, but you can imagine how bad it would feel if that happened. Like, it can be as simple as that. Like, you just have to, it's just thinking about things a little bit more until you're thinking about them uh, more often. That's, yes. that's all it is
3: thinking a little more. Yeah, and then it becomes really
2: easy. It's kind of second nature like, wait. Oh, I judged that thing and then I'm like, wait, I don't know what the, that person's going through or maybe they're yeah. they just have a terrible day or their kid is sick or that's
1: whatever. That's the fuck it, man. Whenever I have a bad day, I'm like, I hope someone is doing that for me. <laughs> I hope I hope someone is saying, oh that guy's probably having a bad day.
3: Oh, yes. <laughs> I ho- I that's funny. That's, I've, I've hope never so, thought too. about that before. Yeah.
1: But I've thought it about hope this other person's people. Ad- this person's entire takeaway of me is not that bad day,
3: but it probably is for many people. I've, I think well, that all I'm the time bad about day, celebrities, I have because, a bad day. Like, whenever you hear a story about a celebrity that, like, I'll hear a story about a celebrity I've met, yeah. and it'll be like, I'll listen pretty carefully because, like, is it that that person is a monster or did they just come out of an elevator and like trip on and fall and have to walk up 10 flights of stairs. And then you were in their face, like I'm your fake fan, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. I don't know. Um, so I wanted to, uh, have that conversation. And then I wanted you, Verona to make an announcement that I've been excited to hear. And we've been getting questions about a lot, a lot, a lot. so,
2: we took it to Twitter to ask what we should do next now that we're finishing Star Trek The Next Generation. Of course, there are other Star Trek series out there. We have the original one. We have the others. So we <laughs> we have to try Star to...
1: Trek, Star Trek runs the gamut from the original
3: one to the others.
2: It sounds other like ones. a Jonathan
3: Frakes cue line. All the way from the original series to all the others. <laughs> It's it
1: runs the gamut from A
3: to the rest of the alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> so many more syllables than Z. So,
2: we asked Twitter, what should we do next? And just one person on my Instagram said, there's already.
1: We asked Twitter and one person on my Instagram said,
2: <laughs> <laughs> stay with me. Stay Stay with with me. me. Stay with me.
1: Now, look, this is going to get confusing, but if you just follow along, it will all make sense.
2: From from the original to the others, we asked Twitter. The Instagram person responded and said. This is the announcement. (laughs) She's rubbing her mouth. And then they said, "Um, there's already an amazing, what Star Trek show should we do next? And then it, it was keep resetting
3: the print that's the best that's
1: i am my
2: part. dad um i am literally my dad and they said there's already an amazing voyager podcast out there so you guys should do ds9 and i was like ah! we should do ds9 so we are going to do ds9 Yay!
3: Oh, fantastic! <clears throat> yeah. ds9
2: up next up next it makes sense it's right in the timeline it's right for the
3: the timeline. Mm-hmm. And also there's an amazing Voyager podcast out there. So, <laughs> Yeah, we don't want to step on any toes of any. <laughs> so, I almost
1: started my own Voyager podcast recently that I was going to be it was going to be like a 10 minute podcast <laughs> because I started watching it at the gym. And I was going <laughs> to I never I never really watched Voyager before. It's a blind spot for me. Um, so I thought I'll like, I, 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 I have some thoughts about these. I'll do like 10 minutes a day. I will say, here's my summary of the episode and my stray <laughs> thoughts. And then I didn't do
3: it. I.
1: <laughs> Cause who wants to do that?
2: Right. I mean, it's, it's hard. It's tough. A
1: daily yeah. podcast. Oof. Well, this is very, this is very exciting news. I think this is, I think this makes a lot of sense. Um, and I think it's going to be, uh, a great, I think you got, I think it's, I, I don't know. I think this is the I think of all the series, I think this is the perfect one for you guys to dive into next. I think so too. I think it makes a lot of sense.
3: I'm really excited about. And we're also going to have um have you watched it DS9?
1: Not in a while, but not I'll start re-watching okay. it.
3: So we're gonna have you back. Some of our other oh. favorite guests are gonna come back. Um if you'll if you'll be here with us, of course, depending on whether or not you say yes. You have right but now. to ask. And uh that's fantastic. That's we're great excited. news. Did you hear that? got on a record anyway
1: cut, cut that part out
3: <laughs> it's on the record Say it so cut, cut, we don't know cut out
1: where i talked about my own voyager podcast that was boring <laughs> it did open with that
2: cut, cut i out. just i just want to no! know what? i just want to know but put, put it
1: after the put it after the end
2: i just want to be in your brain and see how you were figuring out those 10 minutes and what I just want
3: to just know, wanna just be
2: in your brain. I want to like like be in your, your brain. 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 Eat, eat
3: your brain. brain. <laughs> Get out of my brain. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're going to figure out when we're coming back. We're not sure yet. We'll make announcements on the Instagram and the Twitter. Uh, I will be in Canada. So, we're going to have to do some logistical uh, work to figure out when we'll be coming back, but you'll hear about it. We will also be, when we do come back, we will be. Uh, uh, announcing the name of that BTS stuff that's not BTS but it is behind yeah. the scenes but it's I was, interview. It was on the edge yeah, of so interview I was so close we're going to give ourselves a month or so to figure that out we'll be and then announcing. everything well, else for the DS9 podcast is ready to go we have a couple episodes in the can but we do need to figure out what that is called just kidding we didn't record any yet alright guys I love you so much I need, love, you, I love guys. you too. thank you for having me oh I'm so you happy that we well. did this and yes. um, and also go listen to podcasts of other uh, Paul has 25 other podcasts that are amazing. <laughs> and uh, I'll be doing this other series eventually. But actually, I think DS9, our show might come up first. And then Veronica, I'll go follow her on fucking Twitter, please. Oh, my God. Yes, <laughs> we'll i on out. Twitter. We'll tweet I tweeted it out.
2: one thing I tweeted. I am Veronica Soria. And um, I might be. Yeah, I'll give you guys posted through Twitter and Instagram.
3: Announcements forthcoming. Now remember, if, if
1: if Veronica puts something on Twitter, answer her on Instagram. This is the system, she you gotta trust it. It Get. works.
2: It works, guys. It's it's just it just works.
1: It seems like it doesn't work. It works perfectly.
3: It just and, works.
2: Uh, you know, if you want, you know what I'm gonna promote. Nine years ago, <laughs> I recorded a song with Childish Gambino, and my verse is fire, and it's in Spanish. And you can look for it. It's called Crazy, featuring Cherry you can look idea. for it you, you can, can literally
3: it. google it
1: how dare you
3: um it's not hard google it <laughs> <laughs> google it all right um, see you guys thank you so much for being here paul <laughs> oh just leaving thanks thank to skylar you for, for producing I, for I, us today
1: i love you both I love i'm you. always so happy to see you and to hang out with
3: you i'm so happy yes. paul i'm and so I'm, happy
2: today can i tell tomorrow. you a little detail i loved you're floofy your floofy hair I my was floofy. so
3: excited it was such to a finally gift. see the humidity break through
1: air, <laughs> air dried baby air dried baby this it is looks how like it you just took
3: a Vespa across you're
2: town you're not just wilding
1: I took I parked my Vespa and a group me oh. said we don't care
3: <laughs> <laughs> we don't care all right <laughs> bye I love note,
6: you bye, bye forever
4: Dog. this
1: has been a forever dog production executive produced by joe cilio alex ramsey and brett boehm for more original podcasts please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcast keep up with the latest forever dog news by following us on twitter and instagram at forever dog team and liking our page on facebook <coughs>